0: Hi, I'm your host, Savina. Welcome to another episode of The Sinister Subcontinent, the haunted home of South Asian horror. Insert evil laugh, but it's too embarrassed to do the evil laugh, but maybe that will come with time. Hello there. So nice to see you here again. If you're back listening to episode 2, then I'm guessing that you really liked episode 1. Well, I hope you did anyway. And if you're a newbie listener, then go and check out episode 1, where I covered two haunted hotspots in Pakistan. And there's a cheeky wee film review for you. A big thank you to everyone who has shown episode 1 so much love and support. Please do keep sharing the podcast on your socials and sending your feedback through. We also have a TikTok page now, cleverly called The Sinister Subcontinent but I'm not quite sure what's going on it yet. I just thought TikTok is what all the cool kids use these days, so I should probably get on that. As I mentioned on episode one, we will be alternating between educational episodes, I'm doing that in air quotes, realising that no one can actually see my air quote, and real life stories. So here I am with our first real life listener story. And when I tell you it gave me goosebumps, I just can't even the listener story episodes won't have a film review at the start of them or any kind of review because I want these episodes to be about your stories that you send in and all the chills that come with them. Our first listener story has been sent in by someone who is asked to be kept anonymous and the names in today's story have also changed to protect everyone's privacy. So get comfy, get cozy and get ready to be spooked. My friends and I had been studying for our university finals in our second year of uni. So this would have been around May 2014. This involved countless cans of Red Bull and I can't even remember how many all-nighters we pulled. We had been taking turns in hosting studying sleepovers at each of our homes and on this night we were being hosted by Alicia and her family. Following a long day in the university library, we grabbed some food and headed straight to Alicia's house to carry on the studying marathon. Little did we know at that point that not much studying would be taking place that night. So there were four of us, me, Alicia, and our other two friends, Zara and Anna. We were camping out in Alicia's living room with piles of snacks and drinks to keep us going. At around 3am, we were really starting to flag, So me and Zara suggested going for a short walk outside and getting some fresh air. Anna, she said that she would rather just stay indoors and potentially have a nap. But Alicia was just not having it. She did not want to go and we forced her out with us. So me, Zara and Alicia head out, leaving Anna at home. She wasn't alone, remember, Alicia's family were there upstairs, but she was without us. We walked a little down Alicia's road, laughing and joking, perhaps a little too loudly, not talking about anything important in particular. While chatting away, we heard really loud footsteps from what we thought was behind us. We immediately thought maybe we had disturbed someone because we were talking too loud and they were coming out to tell us off. We didn't turn around to look, we'd always been told not to, and Zara suggested just going back home. We'd had enough fresh air. Zara and I swiftly walked back to Alicia's house and Alicia, as ever, slowly trailed behind us. We got back to Alicia's and Anna was sitting on the sofa, napping. Alicia sat down on a single sofa chair and was being strangely quiet. Zara and I were talking between ourselves when Alicia said, Guys, what does it feel like to be possessed? Shut up, Alicia, we said. You don't say shit like that. All of a sudden, Alicia started hysterically crying and laughing, both at the same time. We kept saying her name to get her to respond to us, but it was no use. She just kept laughing and crying. Anna woke up, and no surprise, was freaked the F out. She came and stood beside me and Zara on the other side of the room. This just didn't seem right at all what the actual F was going on. Obviously, I got my phone out and started recording. I just had a feeling I knew exactly what was happening. Given my religious background, I'm Muslim by the way, my instinct reaction was to begin reciting different du'as, which are prayers, over and over again. Whilst doing this, we watched the whites of Alicia's eyes turn black behind her glasses. Anna and Zara were absolutely petrified, and I felt like I was the only one holding it together. I kept reciting and got the other girls to join in too. All the whilst, Alicia is laughing and crying and she was acting just like someone who would be... possessed. At one point she pointed at all of us and in the deepest, most hoarse voice she said, I told you not to take me out. She kept looking at her hands as if she didn't recognise them, as if they were something really different that she had never seen before. After we kept reciting their prayers for what felt like forever, Alicia just stopped dead, stared, and then her head suddenly collapsed to the side. When she came to a few seconds later, she was visibly exhausted and her eyes had returned to normal. We immediately began to ask if she was okay and if she had any idea of what had happened. Just to provide some context to what we think happened, I want to give you some background information. Within Islam, a female that has just finished menstruating and has not completed Abolition can be more susceptible to these types of encounters and Alicia was in that bucket. So as soon as she had the energy to do so, we sent her upstairs to have a shower. When she came out, she tried to go and have a nap and when she couldn't, she came back down to tell us what had happened. Alicia recalled her encounter as follows. When we were walking outside, I felt something there and when we came inside, I just knew it had followed us inside. When I sat down in that chair, I could feel something on my hands and feet as if it was crawling up them and then that was it. I could see Zara and I wanted to throw my laptop at her but I couldn't see anyone else. I could hear you guys reciting the duas and when you guys were praying, I was crying because it was me on the inside and I was trying to fight whatever had a hold of me. Eventually it let go, but I didn't feel like it was completely gone. When I went into the shower, I could still feel a heavy presence at one point. I turned around and I saw an ugly face of an old man and it was like two inches or so away from my own. I was terrified, I didn't know what to do, but it just went away itself, like it just faded away. Safe to say that we didn't get any studying done at all after that. We gave up on the studying and all went up to bed, trying to make sure we didn't wake anyone else in the house. Because how do you explain to your friend's parents that you went on a 3 a.m. walk and their daughter came back possessed? Whilst we all went up to bed, we didn't get much sleep at all. Whenever one of us went to the toilet, we would leave the door open and someone else would go with them and stand outside. Because during the night, we could hear footsteps and hear the toilet door handle rattling I have heard many possession stories that have ended up with someone getting seriously hurt and think to myself that Alicia got off very lucky. And whilst I have heard many stories, this was the first had ever seen take place in front of my eyes. Oh, one more thing. We watched the recording back on my phone and at the point that we recite Allah Akbar, which means God is the greatest, you can see a small shadow type thing appear just above Alicia's head and it flies off. Okay, Miss Anonymous, thank you so much for sending that story in. That genuinely gave me the heebie-jeebies the first time that I read through it. And it did not fail to do the same the second time round. I don't think anything can make me want to go out for a walk at 3am. But after reading that, definitely not. I'm also so sure, whilst I don't think it's maybe a concept in Islam, but I have heard things about 3am being called the witching hour or something like that, where it's always spooky things that tend to happen around 3am. If I think about horror movies, it's usually around 3am that things start to go a bit wrong and get a little bit sinister. So back to Miss Anonymous's story. If Alicia didn't get possessed, what else could have caused that strange behaviour? It's all just a bit too weird and I think I do believe what happened that night. Do you have any thoughts on what could have caused Alicia's strange behaviour? Do let me know. I'd be really interested to hear. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Sinister Subcontinent. Our next episode will revert back to the Haunted Hotspot series and I'll be telling you about two new locations that are guaranteed to give you the creeps. If you would like to submit a story to be read out on the podcast then head over to the Instagram page, The Sinister Subcontinent and you can find details on how to do so. Don't forget to follow, like and subscribe to The Sinister Subcontinent on podcast platforms, Instagram and now TikTok. Episode 2 will be released on Monday the 6th of February. See you there!